Welcome to you and welcome to those of us who are watching and working with us online. We're glad that you're here. We want to welcome you and put something in the comments and let us know where you are. Whoever is worshiping from the farthest away online, we're going to send you a, a mug or something. So congratulations. Uh, you, you would get a prize for that. Anyway, I want you to take a moment, if you don't mind, and fill out the attendance pads. I, I forget to say this sometimes. This just helps us know who's here, and if you have some information like address, phone number, or email that we don't already have, you can add that on there, but this, this helps us out. We like to stay in contact with you. We want to say thank you to everybody who helped with our church fall festival. We had an awesome church fall festival, and we're going to have a slideshow later on in the service. And you're going to get to see just how great it is. The slideshow is almost as fun as the fall festival was. The youth are always up to something. And they just went to uh, um, the haunted chicken house. If you want to know more about the haunted chicken house, ask Pastor Andy. It's just, uh, anyway, everybody survived and came back in one piece. It was good. It was good. And speaking of Thanksgiving activities, we are... Um, we have our Thanksgiving bags that are located in the church entrances. You can fill those up and bring them back to the church. The bags are given to the Salvation Army for families in need. And a couple of more things to remind you of. One is that next Sunday is All Saints Sunday. We will be uh, remembering all of our saints, all of our church members who have passed since this time last year. And we will have candles for them. We'll have some pictures. It is a wonderful service, it's very meaningful and moving, and I hope that you will join us. If you have pictures, if you have a loved one that died since last year and you have pictures, get them to Sheila Freeman. And one final thing, the rose. We have a rose on the altar again, another baby in the life of our church. It is for Elliot Catherine Pate, born uh, October 16th, 2022. Parents are Madison and Caden Pate. You know Madison uh, because grandparents are Richard and Kara Caldwell. And these roses are provided by the Children's Ministry of, of First United Methodist Church Gadsden and our Early Learning Center. So will you join me in prayer? Thank you, O oh Lord, for giving us another day. Help us to direct our hearts and our minds toward you. In Jesus' name, amen.
and join me as we sing our opening hymn number 378, Amazing Grace.
please as we affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be Please be seated. Again, we thank you for your support of your church by your giving of your time and your talents and your, your support by your presence today, even if your presence is online. We ask that you continue to support your church by the giving of your tithes and offerings. Uh, you can give online as well as give here at the church as uh, ushers pass by. Will you uh, bow with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Thank you, O Lord, for every good and perfect gift which comes from your loving hands. Thank you for making us able to use our time and our talents and our gifts, our treasures, our tithes and offerings. We ask that you would take all of that, including our very lives, and use them to build up your kingdom. For Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
may be seated. So um, I wanted to tell you about our Fall Fest real quick. We're getting ready to show a video, but um, in our early service, our youth helped lead the service. Pastor Sam actually sat out in the congregation, which was really neat because our kids, our youth, they helped lead a lot of our um, announcements and our prayers. And I got to say, Jared's doing awesome as a choir director today, don't you think, everybody? Amazing. And I don't know if you noticed, but I saw Ezra run back behind the organ and do the chimes, too. So the choir's amazing. So uh, anyway, here is a video of our amazing Fall Fest. So thank you for helping with that.
So again, a huge thank you to everyone who helped with that uh, Fall Fest, and a thank you to anyone who's helping with the Early Learning Center uh, tomorrow. The, our Early Learning Center here at the church, they do a Halloween parade. Uh, all the kids dress up and it's a blast. Which, by the way, if you ever just want to be a blessing to the teachers at the Early Learning Center, you know, get them a cup of coffee or just send them a note, let Helene know. She would love for you to do something nice for the teachers of the Early Learning Center. Um, and, and I also want to say during our prayer time here to remember to pray for the family of Alex Holtzford um, as there's a, a service tomorrow. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, this morning we, we come here giving thanks. We have so much to be thankful for, but we also come with many burdens, God. We lift up um, those who are sick and not feeling well. We lift up so many people in the community that have the flu right now. We pray that you will bring uh, recovery to them. Um, God, we lift up the homebound. We pray that they will know how much they are loved by you. Um, and we pray for their caretakers as well. Um, God, we pray for our youth and children's ministries here at the church, that you will continue to do awesome and great things through it. Um, and God, we remember the words that Jesus taught us to pray as we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, our children can go to Children's Church, uh, which they're gonna have an awesome time as they always do. And if you would, stand with us as we sing uh, hymn number 419, I am thine, O Lord.
I know I said it once already this morning, but our choir is absolutely amazing, aren't they? They're great. Let's pray this morning. Loving God, I pray that through this scripture, through this message, that you will speak to our hearts. I pray that you will draw us closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I have some questions for you today. Uh, did you have fun trick-or-treating as a kid? I bet you did. You can shake your head. It's okay. Um, maybe handing out candy now is fun for you, but if I took a poll, which actually in the early service, I asked people just to yell out their least favorite Halloween candy, um, and somebody yelled out in early service, candy corn. I like candy corn, but um, I'm going to tell you the worst, choir, you may agree with me, I don't know, the worst Halloween candy is black licorice. The choir agrees. So... It is the worst Halloween candy. Does anybody like it? Okay, good. All right. Jody likes it. All right, I'll get you some black licorice. Um, so a huge thank you again to anyone who helped with our fall festival and is going to be helping with our early learning center trick-or-treat uh, parade tomorrow. But speaking of Halloween and all those great things that we do uh, tomorrow, I don't know if you know this, and you might find this really surprising, that I attended a very strict Christian school growing up. And uh, looking back, they were always trying to keep us in a bubble from the outside world. Uh, and I wondered, what were they so afraid of? Halloween was a great example, okay? They would tell us at school not to participate in trick-or-treating. Um, they would say, don't dress up, uh, don't go trick-or-treating, don't go hang out with your neighbors. Of course, I didn't listen to that advice at school. I would leave school and my parents would dress me up as a zombie and send me out into the neighborhood, right? Thankfully, um, because it's a great day. You dress up, meet all your neighbors, and you get candy. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do. So, um, and actually, I've had several people over the years try to tell me how terrible Halloween is, especially in church circles. I don't know if anybody else experienced that growing up church circles. They say, don't, don't go out and trick or treat. Don't do any of that. If you ask me, I think it's a great opportunity for people of faith to get to know their neighbors. What other day of the year do all your neighbors send their kids to your house so you can meet your neighbors? I mean, it's fantastic. That's how you get to know your neighbors. Uh, I live downtown and that, that's become a, a community event. Everybody gets to know each other uh, and it's great. Um, get to know their families, where they live. Uh, and I'll give you some advice. Celebrate that. Get to know people around you. Just don't hand out black licorice. Um, it's gross. So, um, so this was often the normal advice at my Christian school, all right? It was the advice of stay in the bubble. Uh, on your free time, they wanted us to only hang out with kids from our Christian school. Uh, don't hang out with people who might have a different opinion. Don't hang out with people who don't attend church. That was a no-go. You're not supposed to talk to people who don't go to church, right? And then they didn't want us to associate with people from other churches. Can you believe that? Other faiths. It was a bubble to protect us. But I never understood this bubble because it looked nothing like Jesus. Um, the lectionary passage for today is actually something that our youth group talked about a few weeks ago, and so did Thursday night worship. Uh, but the sermon's taking a different angle if you've heard it before. So last time we talked a good bit about Zacchaeus um, and his faith and him going out on a limb, 
right? Because sometimes people outside of the religious circle, sometimes those people who, who haven't been welcomed, they would do anything to get to know Jesus. This guy goes out on a limb. It's about his faith. It's about him going to meet Jesus, even if others didn't want him in that circle. He goes out and does it. Um, he was willing to take a risk to connect with Jesus. Today, when we read this, we're going to focus on the crowd that day. And I bet some of you, though, as I'm looking out there, Zacchaeus, do you remember from Vacation Bible School, there was a song about him? Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he? Okay, some of you know it, some of you. Can you imagine this poor man? All of time, he is remembered as a wee little man, right? So uh, here is the scripture. This is Luke 19, 1 through 9. Jesus entered Jericho, passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, that whoever wrote that in there got him in trouble. You see where it says he's a short man. That's what he's known as. He couldn't see because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this was grumbling, saying he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. <clears throat> Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, 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 if I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I will repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come onto this household, because he too is a son of Abraham, the human one, came to seek and to save the lost. So in this passage, the religious folks are worried that Jesus is going to eat dinner, who Jesus is going to eat dinner with. Why would Jesus eat with the chief of the tax collectors? Why would Jesus hang out with somebody we consider a sinner? Doesn't Jesus know we have made a nice, safe little bubble of who is and isn't welcome to join us in our faith journey? Truly, <clears throat> I think my old Christian school meant well. They really wanted to protect us in our little bubble. But as followers of Jesus, we're not called to isolate ourselves, but we're actually called to do the opposite, aren't we? Um, what are the people in the crowd so scared of? What if Jesus starts welcoming these tax collectors in? What's going to change? Um, and I'll tell you, this wasn't the first time that Jesus has done this in the New Testament either. Um, in, Matthew, in, the in the book of Matthew, <coughs> um, it, it says this, As Jesus went out from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth. Now, Matthew hadn't repented. He hadn't changed his life. He hadn't done anything great. He's just sitting at a tax collector's booth. And you know what Jesus says to him in this passage? Follow me. He told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. Then it says, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, Many tax collectors and sinners um, came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? See, there's a pattern here, isn't there? Of Jesus breaking that bubble and hanging out with people outside, who are considered outside of the faith journey, the people that they don't want in the journey with them. There's another one in Mark 14, 3 through 9. Jesus was at Bethany visiting the house of Simon, who had a skin disease. He was a leper. People would have uh, isolated this guy. He was unclean. They didn't want to hang out with him. Jesus goes and has dinner with him. 
And then there's more passages. We know about the woman at the well, don't we? You know that story? Jesus was willing to welcome and hang out with people who had a past. Then, oh my goodness, you want to talk about a bubble that we could make. There was a demon-possessed man. (laughs) I mean, that might be where I draw the line, but Jesus said, no, I'm going to heal this guy. I'm going to welcome him. Welcome him into a faith journey. People with leprosy. Jesus hung out with fishermen. Jesus hung out with regular people, ordinary people. Jesus also would talk to the people with political power, the religious elite people. He would even talk to them. Then we even think about Jesus having a meal with his disciples. His last meal, who does he have a meal with? Even Judas, who will betray him. See, Jesus didn't exclude anyone from the message of God's love. No one. He called all to repentance, all to follow him. He excluded no one from this message of love. In fact, when I look at the New Testament, the only time Jesus really got on to people was the religious people trying to exclude others. Um, And I ask us, do we ever want to exclude anyone from the good news of Jesus? How do we change that? How do we be known as a place that doesn't just have a beautiful church and a beautiful sanctuary, but a place that has doors wide open for everyone in the community? Not that it's a church stuck in a bubble, but a church that is welcoming and loving everybody. Now, we all know uh, our church recently took a vote to remain United Methodist or to go a different route. It was a strange time. I mean, if we're honest, it was filled with fear, anxiety. And I don't know, I've been praying and thinking, well, what's next, God? And I know some of you do a Sunday school class here by by a guy named Bob Goff, who I love his books. And he has a quote that says this, quit waiting for a plan, just go love everybody. It's that simple, that simple, just go love everybody. Sure, we went through a big decision. Um, Some of us are grieving because some of our friends have chosen different faith communities at this point, and that's fine. Um, Some decisions on how to move forward will happen. Um, But what do we do in the meantime? What about me? I've been praying, what do I do next? What's my next move? And this is the answer that God puts on my heart. Go love everybody. It's that simple. Don't wait for somebody to make a decision, to come up with a strategy. Just start loving everybody. See, it's more, it's more than a church name or a building. And, it's, and, and it's, more, it's more about just us as individuals just going and showing the love of God to everybody. I keep getting this image in my mind of a big, long table where Jesus is there and just keeps welcoming more and more and more people. Have you ever gone out to eat with your friends and the staff actually gets annoyed because they have to keep pulling up more tables and chairs? That's what's happening with Jesus. He's welcoming more and more people all the time. Um, It's what we're called to do. Um, There's other passages in the New Testament about welcoming and inclusion. Uh, I think about the Ethiopian eunuch. I don't know if you know this, but eunuchs weren't allowed in the temple in the Old Testament. But in the book of Acts, what does Philip do? He baptizes the eunuch and welcomes the eunuch into the community of faith. Welcomes the eunuch on this faith journey with the other believers. And then in the whole New Testament, I see this bridge being built between Jews and Gentiles. It's saying, come together. It's for everybody. This message of God's love is for everyone. A passage that's been on my heart a lot lately is Luke 15. You've heard this one before, and you'll notice a theme with everything else we've read this morning. It says this, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. 
Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go, uh, go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he will joyfully put it on his shoulder and goes home. He calls to all his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. I don't know about you, but like right now, my concern in life is those lost sheep, right? And I'll even say this, maybe some of the sheep in our community aren't even lost. Jesus hasn't left them. God hasn't stopped loving them. They haven't stopped following Jesus. They just haven't felt welcomed or loved in faith communities. Um, and, I, and earlier I said there was this vote and some of our friends left and it's sad, it's heartbreaking, but um, they've gone to join other, other faith communities. I'm not really that worried about them, you know? They've connected with another faith community. We all have to make those decisions. Uh, I'm glad that they're connecting with a faith community. But where my heart is at and who I'm worried about is those people who don't have a faith community to belong to. I'm more concerned about those sheep who are either just kind of on the outskirts, not really welcome somewhere, or that, or that are just lost. The ones that have wandered away. Um, now, when we talk about that, sometimes it's people in our community who have had a bad church experience. I, you all have friends and relatives that say, I don't really go, you know, I had some bad experiences at church, right? Um, sometimes it's the ones who's been asked to leave somewhere or told they couldn't serve for some reason. I don't know, around here I meet a lot of people who say, after my divorce, I really wasn't welcomed in my church. Anybody know of somebody like that? I'm sure you do. Um, some people say, Oh, some religious people found out about my past and I didn't feel so welcome. I have friends that say, I had a child before I was married and the churches didn't really love that. They didn't welcome me. And I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious that what's been going on lately uh, with, with Methodists and voting, we, we know there's people in the LGBTQ community who have been told they're not welcomed in certain places, in certain faith communities. And I'll be honest with you, I've taken several complaints over the past year and a half, and I don't regret any of it. Because I've had people from the LGBTQ community, they have hugged me and they have said, you have showed me that Jesus loves me. Um, you, you have shown me that God still loves me. So I don't regret anything I've done that I've gotten complaints about. That's what Jesus is leading me to do. It's, it's scary at times to seek after sheep who are just out there missing or feel lost or wandered off. Or, but I want everybody to know there's a faith community for you. The doors are wide open. That God's love is for everyone. May we be known and may I be known when all of us be known as a community of people, Jesus followers, who say, we don't have it all figured out. We don't always know what's right. We mess up daily. Um, Let's not give a false impression of ourselves that we're the superior religious people. We're all just wondering on this faith journey together, trying to seek after God and to love God and love our neighbors. May we be known as those type of people. And as we give this message, I'll just stop for a second because maybe there's somebody watching online. Maybe there's somebody here. Maybe you're one of those people who has been hurt by church or religion and, and you've had people say hurtful things to you. I'm sorry, that's not Jesus. Because Jesus is, is yelling from the rooftops, you are welcomed, you are loved, join the faith journey, you're part of this. 
Jesus never left you. I want to close with talking about our youth group here at Gadsden First Methodist Church. It's been so encouraging to me. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with our youth group, and I wish you could have seen some of them in the early service, but we have kids who hunt and fish. We have other kids who do theater. Um, we have kids that play sports, kids that don't play sports. We have a very unique group of kids, right? And you would meet them and say, they don't really seem like the type of kids that would all fit together or all hang out together. But you want to see what love and inclusion and a welcome open door looks like? Come check that out. Because these kids who kind of are all very different, they all love each other and get along. They're like best friends. They've created this space where they know we all sin, we all mess up daily, we don't have the answers, but we're doing our best we can to love each other and to follow Jesus. They get it. They get it. They're an example for all of us grown-ups. This group of kids. They know everyone is welcome. They invite their friends. They invite their friends from other churches. They invite their friends that don't go to church. They invite their friends who are atheists. It doesn't matter. Everybody's welcome to hear the message of God's love in this space. They get it. And they set an example for me every week what church is supposed to look like. Because everyone truly is welcome. And may people in the community say this about me, may they say that about you, may they say it about our church, may they say, that place welcomes and eats with sinners and tax collectors. And you know what we can say? Just like Jesus did, because the love of God is for everybody. It's for everybody. See, I'll close with this. Our job isn't to create a bubble. It's not to be gatekeepers to say who is and isn't welcome to receive God's love. God's love is for everybody. And let's go spread it this Halloween. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that your love's for everybody. We thank you that it's for people like us. God, we pray for those people like Zacchaeus who would do anything to have an encounter with you. Um, that we welcome people like that in. And people that have just been hurt, God, that we will have our arms wide open for them. May we be a known as a place of love, a place of refuge. God, change us. Help us to help our church to grow. Help us to have wide open doors for all types of people, for everybody. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and sing our closing hymn? I don't know what number it is, but I'm going to find it. 191. <laughs>
communities who need to know the love of God. May we let them know that it is for everyone. Go in peace. Thank you.